Hi everyone, welcome to Training with Casey, where we explore animal training and living our best lives with animals. I'm Joseph Laughlin, producer of this podcast, and now here's your host, Casey Covert. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome. You're at Training with Casey, and I'm your host, Casey Cover. Thank you, Joseph, for the introduction. And thank you all for coming to spend a little time with me. And tonight, I was reminded of what time of year it is. I was, I just brought my horses home. And so they've been here about a week now. And I was outside feeding them. And all of a sudden, there was a crash through the evening. It was so explosive. I yelled out kind of indignantly, gunshot to the two horses. Sarah had spun around like somebody had you know, slapped her from behind or something. What was it? Well, I thought it was the next farm over doing some shooting, which they often do, but it wasn't that. It was the next farm over setting off firecrackers and well, and fireworks. These things were pretty big and big rosettes in the sky. And I pointed it out to Sarah and she watched it with curiosity and then it went off again and I pointed to them again. I said, there they are, that's the fireworks. And this time she just kind of relaxed into her standing and just observed them with interest. She wasn't upset at all I was still a little put off because it's not the 4th of July. Neither was it very late. Way were they loud. Anyway, I was surprised and gratified that Affair also had a momentary fright. But within two occurrences, she just kept on chewing Affair is mostly blind, so I don't think she could see them, but who knows. Anyway, I tell people all the time that solving these problems does not have to take a long time. It takes an effective process. And this process is basically communicating with the animal effectively and finding a way to break their cycle of reaction. So I put together a class and it's a really simple class. I say it's simple. It takes work. You need to get out there and do it. Uh, Do the explanation with your animal do the cycles with your animal cycles are trials 
where you work on the animal's reaction to the trigger. But I find over and over and over again, just like I found tonight, that a single session often works wonders. Now, the first time I saw this was in 2009. I brought Bo home from Texas. And I took Bo and Callista to the beach with me on the 4th of July. Ha ha, that was kind of a mess. Bo didn't understand about fireworks. Callista did. And she set a good example for Bo. But we took Bo through this process that's outlined in this class. And in just a few minutes, he was taking the fireworks in stride. And it was perfectly fine to go back home. So the next year, I figured out a way to video Bo's reaction to fireworks. It didn't go according to plan. Excuse me, still getting over a cold. So what happened is I go down to the beach with Bo and I've got him on his regular lead and I have it looped around his neck. So he essentially has his collar on, but also the leash uh, held in my hand to be a second layer of, you know, restraint if needed. And I was wearing my flip-flops because we were going right down to the beach to watch the fireworks. And of course, the fireworks happen when it's getting dark and it, the beach was pretty crowded. So Bo and I picked our way till we got, you know, fairly close to a group. And there were fireworks like a couple hundred feet beyond this group. So I thought, okay, this is a good safe distance. Now I have to set up the camera and the light and a little red light so it wouldn't disturb Bo's night vision or my night vision, but we could, you know, catch Bo's reactions and expressions in the camera. I didn't need to see all the action. I need to see the expression on his face and his level of arousal. And as I'm doing all this, I'm juggling my keys and you know the little bag I brought to put everything in and the video camera and the light and Bo's leash. And all of a sudden, the leash is totally light. I glance up, where's Bo? Bo has run to the front of the group that we sat next to. And there, barely 30 feet away, in a flash of light from the other fireworks, I see that they have an entire bank of fireworks ready to be lit off 30 feet from us. And where is Bo? Bo's standing in front of the man that's about to light them off. And he's looking very expectantly at the man and the man's looking at him like, I wouldn't be here if I were you, dog. So if you know my techniques, you know that what I would t tell you to do when that happens is to give a two-finger target with a here. 
Get, 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 as the animal comes back. So what did I do? Because, you know, I'm an expert in this. I said, hey, Bo, get back here. Bo, get over here. Hurry up, Bo. Well, <laughs> thanks be to goodness, Bo was back. I think I counted it on the video within eight seconds. But all I could do is snap his lead back on him. I mean, I have no idea how the lead came off him because, you know, he was on it just like normal the entire trip over there. It was almost magical in the bad way. Anyway, um, now it's pitch dark. We're 30 feet away from all this stuff. And I'm surrounded by bodies on the beach. I have to gather up my flip-flops, my keys, you know, everything to move us. I have to pick my way over all the other people. And I don't know when they're going to start firing off those fireworks that are way too close to us. So I had to make a decision. I didn't like my decision, but I made it anyway made my decision to stay put. There were just too many variables to move. So I got ready. I put the lead round bow twice again. I directed his attention to the place where he had just been. And I explained what we were about to see. And it's really interesting. Um, I think think on the YouTube channel, it's under Bow Fireworks Vignette or something like that. You can look it up, but nobody likes it because it's not very good quality. Because hello, it was that night. I was by myself. It was 4th of July. Come on, guys, cut me some slack. What it shows is real life. And you can see that Bo was calm even after I retrieved him and the fireworks started going off until he wasn't. You can see the delay as the fireworks ramp up and Bo was able to maintain, he was able to maintain, he was able to maintain, he lost it. <laughs> so we went to work on getting him back, you know, getting him to the position where he could manage his arousal again. And you know what? He did it very, very quickly. And then the rest of that video shows us walking down the street and it shows Bo being uh, very receptive to, you know, requests from me. I had him walk on a wall. And then when we got home, I asked him to stand outside the door on a loose lead for a few minutes. And all the while, there's fireworks going off in the street, and Bo is just fine. So not only did he recover from those fireworks that were way too close and, you know, too fast, like we were not ready for them, but he also recovered to all the uncontrollable, way too near chaotic fireworks that were going on all around him on the way home. And by the time he got home, he was just fine. And after that, I couldn't get any good videos with Bo and fireworks because he would sleep through them. That wasn't his first response. Okay, I had to do the work. 
but I did the work and yeah, I did the work on in 2009, in 2010, Bo was fine with the fireworks and, you know, except for the fact that they were so close. And then ever after that, he was absolutely fine. So that is a second example where an animal in a single session just cleared up his reaction to fireworks. Another story comes from uh, one of my Facebook friends, Roberta Lawrence, who had a cat, Mr. Pickles. And he was terrified of fireworks. She took him through this process and he was then able to sleep through the fireworks. So every year around this time, I hear all these people talking about how they hate fireworks and they should be outlawed and this and that and the other thing. You know, I, I don't even have an opinion on whether or not fireworks should be outlawed. I actually enjoy them a lot myself. I don't know what the other considerations are. Like, I don't know if they're fire danger or whatever. I know they're high risk you know, for the people that are firing them off. But here's the thing. You don't have to be a victim. You don't have to let your animals be victims. You don't have to go through year after year after year of animals drooling and panting and trying to hide and being upset. You can solve this problem in most cases very quickly. I just recently did a podcast with my friend and colleague, Angela Monteith. And I was spending some time on her website, um, the Empowered Dog LLC on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And here's what she had to say. I know what it's like to sit hopelessly by watching your dog tremble in fear over thunderstorms and fireworks. She goes on to say that her dog had a debilitating fear and they tried everything to try to help her. And a lot of times dog trainers will advocate obedience training to solve every problem. Like if they're busy being obedient, then they don't have a problem. So in this case, Angela taught Kona to what they call place, which meant she stayed on her place on a bed. And that solved Angela's problem because previously Kona had been trying to get on her shoulder like a parrot, as Angela describes. Kona was a 60-pound bird dog, muscle and bone, not an easy carry on your shoulder. I am an expert in that because for over 30 years, I carried a monkey on my shoulder. And she was only, you know, about three pounds. And at the end of the day, it felt like a lot more. But at least she wasn't 60 pounds of bone and muscle. So 
Angela was constantly searching for a better solution and she ran into me and perception modification. And she went to work to learn how to do this. And then she taught Kona. And as she describes it, let's see. On our third day of practice, it finally happened. Kona relaxed and started chewing on her bone while there were still mortars going off across the street in our quarter acre lot subdivision across the street, shaking our house. She just had, she just laid there and chewed her bone. I was shocked. Then shortly after we had a chance to address thunderstorms, Kona went from being the dog that refused to step a single paw out the door for a minimum of an entire hour after the last audible rumble of thunder to the dog that could sniff the yard while the storms were happening in neighboring counties. And to be clear, she looked at the sky, she was aware of the sound and she went back to sniff, sniffing and wandering around the yard. And Angela continues, I stood there watching her through tear-filled eyes. She was six years old and we finally squashed her anxiety. Now, I love working with trainers like Angela. She is dedicated and she's dedicated to excellence. And as she describes, you got to go and read this whole article. This is at the Empowered Dog LLC on Facebook. And as she describes in her article, you know, the place solved her problem, but it didn't solve her dog's problem. Her dog was in misery. But then she went on to change that. She changed the animal's perception of this event. That's why we call it perception modification. You know, if the animal is terrified of something, we help them come to a different way of seeing that. If they want to eat it, we help them come to a different way of seeing that. They, it doesn't matter which side of the equation the problem lies in. We can teach you how to change the way the animal sees it. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily take very long. So what can you do? Well, if you live near one of our certified trainers, get help from them directly. They can lead you right through it and you know, make fast work of teaching your dog about this. And in Angela's case, she worked on it for several weeks. And that's excellent. There are all kinds of applications for the perception modification protocols. Essentially everything that is based around emotion and arousal can be helped with the perception modification process. But I've got really good news for you. 
you can do it by yourself over the internet. Check out the link that we will uh, give to you. That is the page that you can access our one, two, three, four, boom class. It's a short class. It only takes a couple of hours to go through it. And you can very likely solve your problem on the way leading to the 4th of July, because it seems like people are always firing off uh, fireworks before the 4th of July, as well as on that night. Now, do I guarantee that you're going to get this solved in one session? No, I cannot guarantee how you do with your dog, with all your unique things, you know, personalities, situations, locations. I can just tell you that it often does clean up that quickly. And it has for me on several occasions. So I mentioned Bo, but I also took Kia, Callista, Duncan, King, Sarah, Affair, uh, Rocky, and lots of other dogs. Oh, uh, Max and Tilly, my two cats. So all those animals learned in a single session. <coughs> now you're going to have some dogs that do take longer. So get started right away. This is a, a situation where, like I said, every year people talk about how many years they've had this misery. Kona went through it for six years before she got relief. The sooner you do it, the sooner you both get relief, your animal and you. The sooner you do it, you have a clue for unraveling all that kind of problem. We do it every day. And guess what? It doesn't even take food rewards. It doesn't take any punishers. It just takes four things that are very simple to do. And I, that's where it gets, the, the class gets its name. One, two, three, four, boom. Okay, you take these four steps and you are ready to encounter the boom. You are going to be surprised at how simple this is. You're going to be shaking your head. You're going to probably think there's no way this can work. Suspend disbelief. Try it. Let me know. Let Angela know. Let everyone know because a lot of animals still need help. So if you're a SATS trainer, get out there, help these other people. If you've forgotten that you already helped your animal through this, please know that lots of other people need your help. So I hope that you guys will all connect and have a really beautiful 4th of July and enjoy the fireworks and the beautiful time together. All right, take care. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. And let me know, 
Let me know if you try this and let me know what your success is. Okay, I'm just seeing your animal sitting there calmly. I don't care if it's a dog, a cat, a horse, a parrot, a llama, a donkey, a goat. Go for it. All right, take care. See you next time. Oh, yeah, guys, please subscribe, like, follow, comment, share with your friends. Please help us get the word out. We really appreciate it. It's the most wonderful thing you can do for us. Take care. Hey, fans, are you enjoying training with Casey? Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Casey Covert on YouTube. That is youtube.com forward slash C slash Casey Covert. Also, give the podcast a like, share, and comment. Thanks for joining us. Come back for more news and views on animal training and living with animals. Stay at the top of the pack with Casey. This is Joseph Laughlin, producer of Training with Casey. See you next time.